Good morning again. We are just days away from 2021. And as tempting as it is to just move on and never look back at 2020 again, I want to invite you to write something down. One of the things that separates a wise person from a fool is this. Fools simply move on. Wise people build on. Wise people and fools live in the same broken world. But one of the primary things that separates a wise person from a fool is a wise person will continue to build on the past. They'll continue to build on things that they've learned while a fool won't. We haven't quoted C.S. Lewis for a while. He has a great take on why it's important to look back. He says this, we need intimate knowledge of the past because we cannot study the future. That phrase could change your life. It is so good. We cannot study the future. We can only learn from the past. And how many of you know this? With a, with a show of hands for all of you, wherever you are, how many of you know we're not limited to learning from our own past? How many of you know that? We can learn from others what others have experienced in the past. We can learn from what others have learned. Here's another great quote from C.S. Lewis. A man who has lived in many places is not likely to be deceived by the local errors of his native village. The person who studies history has lived in many times and is therefore on some degree immune from the nonsense that pours from the press and the microphone of his own age. Isn't that good? The more we can learn from the past, the more we can gain perspective and a perspective from others outside of our, our own perspective. Well, there's one source of historical wisdom that has proven to be more helpful to more people in more places than any other. And that's scripture. If you're taking notes, I invite you to write this down. The Bible reminds us of things that God said and God did. We spent our last series in the book of Luke. We're going to spend our next series in the book of Acts. Let's look at how Luke transitions from volume one, Luke, to volume two in the series, Acts. If you have your Bible with you, let's open up. Acts chapter one, verse one. Hey, if you don't have a Bible at home and you're looking for a great online free app. You can find it at uversion.com. All right, here's how the book of Acts opens. Look at this. In the first book, O Theophilus, meaning book of Luke, I've dealt with what? I've dealt with all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So what is the book of Luke about? It's about the things that God said and did through, in and through Jesus. All right. Well, in volume two, as this book of Acts continues on, we see that the first Christians are continually making these connections between what they're experiencing now, in the now, and what they experienced in the past. It, it, it's all over the book of Acts, especially as the book of Acts opens. All right, let's take a look at this. Here's, here's just one example of many that we could turn to. This is Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through 18. Uh, it says this. Here we go. Okay, this, meaning what they're experiencing right now, what they're experiencing in that moment. This is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. 
And in the last days it shall be, God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants, my female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. All right, Acts, it's filled. It is filled with examples like these, especially in the beginning of beginning chapters. Examples of people who are seeing a connection between what God had said and done in the past and what God was saying and doing in the now. All right, you ready for some good news? Because this news is so good. In fact, it's so good, I would invite you to write this down. God hasn't stopped speaking. God hasn't stopped working. Can I get an amen from somebody out there? All right, it is, it is true. God is still speaking. He is still working in our day. And wise people continue to look back and remember and remember what God said and remember what God did. And here's why one last C.S. Lewis quote, all history is a story with a divine plot. Isn't that good? God's plans are purposeful. He is at work. He's been doing things and he's been teaching things in our midst that we should carry forward into the future. So, before 2021 gets here, what we want to do as a church family, and for those of you who are joining, maybe, maybe you're, you're joining us for the first time, what we're going to do today is we're going to do some rapid-fire remembrance, and then we're going to consider some top-level takeaways. And I want to encourage you, too, this is a, a great thing for you to do as an individual here at the year, at the end of the year, as, as families, as, as work teams, as organizations. This is such a great exercise to pause, remember, look back, and learn from before you move forward. All right, it's a wise thing to do. Here we go. Let's do some rapid fire remembrance. Oh, what a year it's been. You're gonna see some pictures that I've only kind of quickly looked through myself, so I might even get distracted here by some of these pictures. There are so many things, things that we've forgotten, even as I've been reflecting on it. So let's go. Let's start with winter, winter 2020. We got off to a great start in winter 2020. We did the Blameless series. Some of you are still wearing the wristbands to that one. And Joel, we quoted from Joel right, right now. Man, these were, these were two important teaching series that set us up well for the season ahead. We also, early in the winter of 2020, we sent people down to a team down to Juarez, Mexico. And we didn't know at the time when we sent that team down in the winter that that would be our last visit for more than a year. We were used to sending down multiple teams throughout the year. This would be the last one because of COVID. We also, we also offered snow camps. Oh, they were so good for our preteens, for our middle schoolers, for our high schoolers. And one of the things that we asked the camp, we said, would you keep us in mind? You know, we would love to be coming back here this fall. And, and, and if more space opens up, could you keep us in mind for that space? All right, so that's a little bit about winter. Then came spring. Spring 2020. Because the covenants connected around the world, we began to get reports from trusted sources that COVID was going to be a lot more like a really long winter 
then an intense short blizzard. So we prepared. We began preparing for the long haul. It was spring break when everything started to shut down and a number of our leaders were out in, outside of, of, of town. So we huddled that, that first Sunday when we had to shut down, uh, shut down in the way we were used to doing things. We huddled our leaders together around, uh, one last time in person at the community center and we prayed and we sang and we reminded one another that God had led his people through a lot harder times than this. And he was gonna lead us through this together too. And what we were able to do is we were able to lean in. We were able to remember. We were able to lean into our startup roots to those days when change was one of our constants. And we prayed like we prayed in those early days. And we reviewed best practices of others who had led through times of crisis. And we got to work. We began filming online services in our church basement. This cracks me up to see some of these graphics and to see these things. Sam, you remember this? The, the call, you know, hey, can we do this? Can we even pull this off? And it's so cool. I use the word we, we like shut down or something. We never shut down. We never did. It just looked different. So we had these services in our, in our basement. And then God graciously opened up these doors to Rice Creek Covenant Church. And it was there we, we finished filming a series that we called The Way. And we had our, our first Palm Sunday virtual kids processional kids out there. Raise your hand. How many of you were in that? How many of you were in that Palm Sunday? Wasn't that fun? It was so great. We're so thankful you did that. And we, and we did Good Friday services. Powerful Good Friday services. We did some for kids and we did some for adults. We also had a beautiful Easter Sunday that we also experienced together. Well, um, as we began shifting online really early on, uh, we, we heard that Zoom was the way to go. And so we switched over to Zoom and it was a game changer for us. By the time that we had transitioned into the series that we called the new kingdom normal, we had already been using Zoom. It was our new normal. We had been using it for meetings. We had been using it for kids church. We had been using it for youth group and small churches and game nights and webinars and online alpha and, and virtual lobbies and, and even that our first virtual town hall. You guys remember that? We had about 120 of us that joined together for this virtual town hall. And the tornado sirens were going off. It was as if 2020 had to just go like this. It was great. Look at some of these shots. Oh, it was so, so amazing. Well, it was during this spring season. Oh, here, let a couple more of these shots go. Man, great memories. All right, well, it was during this season, the spring season, that video emerged of the death of George Floyd. That is a, mo a moment that we don't want to forget. It's a moment that we still have so much to learn from. It was a moment that caused us to pray. As these riots broke out, people began to say, let's, let's, let's gather together. Let's gather together to pray. So we had our first ever online prayer meeting where we lamented and we prayed for our city and we prayed for our church and we prayed for our world. It was a moment that we responded to by sending people and sending funds into the city to some of our trusted partners who were caring for people who were hurting to show, hey, we're not, we're not just gonna let this moment pass. It was also a moment 
that inspired us to begin preparing for a conversation that we're going to continue here. And we're even going to set aside extended time in 2021 where we're going to have an important conversation about race as a church family. Well, as spring transitioned to summer, our pop-up portable studio transitioned from Rice Creek to the Jameson's backyard. It was so fun to be back there and watching people coming by going, what is going on here? It was great. And then we also uh, had, we filmed some services in the Baker's garage too. I'd forgotten about that one. And then from there, we, we moved to Salem Covenant. And as we were going through all of these different places and rapid fire uh, um, succession there, we, we had to laugh because we remembered that months prior, God had, had prompted us to do a series that was happening right at this time about Exodus, about Exodus and that period of, of wandering. Well, that brings us now to summer. Summer, God was looking out for us. And in the summer, we were able to move into Scott Reed's workshop, where we finally had a place. We were there for a little bit more time and we were able to, to set up in a, in a different way. Well, at this point, you know, we were now about four months into COVID. And up until this point, almost all of our energy, almost all of our energy had been poured into online meetings and online services. Well, as spring turned into summer, the world began to understand a lot more about COVID than we did when it first came, we, we first hit. We learned more about how it did and didn't spread. And we realized it's gonna be important to continue online services. But what we also began to look for are how can we now offer, knowing what we know now, how can we now offer in-person services as well in safe and responsible ways? Well, we began experimenting. Our kids team was able to offer the 2020 version of Camp ECC. It was this hybrid that, that had the best of online, but also these things like in-person drive up to a real camp store. And as that was going on, small churches began to experiment with meeting in safe distance backyard situations and in garages and in those great outdoor spaces uh, that we have at the community center. What it said? Oh yeah, what was reminded? It's a garage church. Please allow six feet for the Holy Spirit. If you didn't hear that, it says, "Welcome to the garage church." This is so great. Uh, allow six feet or something for the, for the Holy Spirit. So so good, so funny. Well, we also began offering something that we called farm church. Farm church, where we worship together in a well ventilated barn. And kids got a chance to pet animals and even ride horses. And I got my country music fixed, so it was all good. Well, as the summer went on and we were able, we launched outdoor services. Outdoor services complete with food trucks and smarty challenges. And we even had a few themed Sundays um, where the kids, we, we kind of did their 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 carnival with their costumes and, and we launched our, our, uh, our youth group outdoors. And so here are some shots of that, those times. Great, great, great memories. Well, as we were experiencing these things together outdoors, um, 
all of those things that, that kept us from thinking it would ever be a good idea to go outside, they, they, they happened, right? There were days that were super hot. There were days where there was rain. There was this one day, it was so windy. I looked over and one of our tents was tumbling like a tumbleweed. You know, so all those things that, we, that kept us from saying we should ever try this did happen. But I tell you what, and you guys know this, many of you were there. It was also wonderful. It was also wonderful. Well, while we made those memories, we also opened up our Bibles for wisdom regarding the upcoming elections. And in all the craziness surrounding those, we, we, we did a series called Politics 2020. We also spent time reminding ourselves of why it is. Why do we trust the Bible the way we do? So we did this series called The Word. Well, as the days got colder, we prepared to head indoors. And so what we did is we did our best to learn from people who had been meeting indoors. We said, what have you been doing that has kept your folks safe? What have you found out that, that you can do in indoor services to keep COVID from spreading? But before we did, before we made that jump from outdoor to indoor, we seized a moment that was kind of a hybrid of both. Remember how we had asked Covenant Pines, hey, keep us in mind if space ever opens up. Well, space did open up in the fall. The whole camp did. Well, we didn't feel ready to say we're going to launch a, a, a whole camp with everybody. But by now we learned, hey, in 2020, you seize those opportunities when you can. So we seized the opportunity, began planning a COVID cautious fall retreat, which was challenging enough. But 2020 decided to raise the challenge bar even higher and send us the biggest snowstorm that was ever happened in Minnesota's history on that weekend. We were like, all right, bring it. And we had a great, great, great retreat. Because by this time, we were getting pretty good at hitting curveballs. Why? Because we had been practicing on curveballs and fastballs all season long. In fact, that's the only thing that ever seemed to come our way was a curveball or a fastball. We got good at hitting those by God's grace and through his wisdom, his help. Well, for the first four months of COVID, we had focused, as we said earlier, almost all our time and attention on focusing online and figuring that out. And then for the next four months, while we kept that going, we also said, okay, now let's try to figure out how we do in-person, safe and responsible. Well, now where we're at, that, that our learning curve is flattened a little bit, we're gonna try our best to, let's bring both of those experiences, the online and the in-person, forward, forward, even further. And we continue to do our best by offering quality content, both online and in-person, like our Finding Home series. What a powerful series that was. We heard from people who are helping kids find home. We also had the, the series that we just wrapped up, our expecting series, where we talked about what it was like to, back then, what they were expecting from the Messiah and, and how God meets us, unexpected people, unexpected plans and unexpected ways. Well, now <laughs> we find ourselves here in this new studio. We're able to offer three in-person purses in-person services at the community center and we're able to film our online services right here. And we're continuing to develop new and more helpful ways for our church family to continue to grow and connect and learn. And through it all, through it all, 
We've increased our capacity to care. We brought on a care pastor to help us better care for our church family. We come alongside couples to help them plan personal and memorable weddings. We've continued to give generously to world missions and world relief and covenant pines and agencies that are helping people right here in the suburbs and partners who are working with people who are hurting in the city and to our covenant family of churches. On top of all that, we did a back to school drive for our friends at Emmanuel Children's Home where we exceeded our goal by $4,000. What a year, what a year. And as we look back, here are three top level takeaways from 2020. Number one, the vision, provision connection. It is more than a cliche. Emmanuel was God's idea. And from the start, we've done our best to follow his lead. And this whole thing that you may have heard that cliche before where God provides a vision, he provides a provision. It's not just a cliche. We've experienced it. We have done our best to follow God's vision through all of this, and he has provided. It's God who led us to the community center. What a great place to be through all of this. When everything shut down, we didn't have to pay for a space that we weren't using. When things opened back up, we didn't have to guess what was okay and what wasn't okay with the city because we were collaborating, we were working together. And I can't think of a better place in the Northwest suburbs to offer outdoor services. We've done our best to really listen to God's voice, to follow his vision through all of this. In fact, it goes back to our start. You know, Almost immediately, we had started putting money into a future fund. So when this hit, we had cash reserves in place. God had already drawn Sam with the video into our church family and, and, and Mike. They were already here and engaged. And this was interesting. Months before we needed his workshop, Scott Reed had invited me over to show me this workshop. He, and, and he didn't have any agenda other than say, I feel like I'm supposed to just show you this space, you know, in case there's somebody or someone that could use this because I believe it's God's space. And then years, years before we needed help from Rice Creek, God had the two of us collaborating and building a relationship. Prior to COVID, another thing that was just vital is that we had been working really, really, really hard to have the kind of culture here so that when we come to times like COVID where there are so many different ideas and there's so much tension and there's so much that we have to talk about and decide so fast, we already had a culture where the best ideas were able to come and people listened to one another and we listened to different perspectives and we were able to come up with a God-honoring plan without all the fighting and the divisiveness and conflict that we see all around us. So that's one takeaway. If you seek God's vision and try to follow his lead, he's gonna provide in so many different ways. All right, so that was one. Here's another, another top level takeaway. Number two, content without community is dead. It is dead. Scripture reminds us faith without work is dead. Absolutely. If COVID taught us anything, it taught us that content without community is dead. Authentic, God-honoring, soul-satisfying faith cannot be built through podcasts and playlists alone. We were created for community, and we're seeing what happens when people 
are isolated. It's just so destructive. So what we're doing our best to do here is we're doing our best to make sure we don't have to go through this alone. And I personally want to thank our nominating committee and our PRC and our elders for helping us create that culture where we're really looking out for one another and listening to one another and, and, and able to come together and create this thing that people actually want to be a part of rather than some crazy, fractured, divisive kind of thing. I want to thank Pastor Jason and our small churches. I've heard so many stories of how you've come around one another and how some people, what was it, like a lifeline? Was that the word? Like a lifeline. You were a lifeline to one another. I want to say thanks to Mike, Pastor Mike and the prayer team, how you take each and every prayer request that comes in and you do pray for them as individuals and, and you make yourself available to pray with people. I want to say thanks to Melissa and the entire kids team. You guys, we can see when I, I was there, I watched you with your online kids church and how you would welcome people by name. These kids weren't just tuning into a video, they were tuning into community the way you care and love them. And Pastor Dan and the youth team, are you kidding me? Dropping off M&Ms, dropping off coffee, trying to find creative ways for youth group to continue to build community. Thanks, Pastor Caitlin and your connections team for trying to figure out how do we not just push content through a screen, but how do we provide true, authentic online community? Thanks to all of you who've been stepping up to help make in-service person, in-person service possible. Thanks to all of you who've been leading game nights. For those of you who are helping to figure out how do we do COVID conscious retreats and camps. For those of you who hosted events, you opened up your backyards, your garages, your barn. Thanks to all of you who are opening up opportunities and doing your best to help build connection during this time. A season when connection is really hard to do. Hey, if you do feel alone, know that we really do want to help. We, we can't build community for you, but we would love to partner with you and help you find ways to connect. All right, that's top level takeaway number two. Here's the last one. There's others we could talk about, but we only got time for one more. Here we go. God hasn't called Emmanuel to simply survive this season. Can I get an amen to somebody? Come on, you can't just watch what we watch and saw what happened there and think that God just wanted us to survive. He wanted us to thrive. He wanted us to move forward during this time. Look at what God did in these last 12 months. This does not seem like just 12 months. Come on, only God can do these things. And we haven't even talked about some of the things. We voted almost unanimously to adopt an entirely new Articles of Incorporation and set of bylaws that position us so well, not just for the next couple of years, but for decades to come. We haven't talked about this either. We've been working on a new website with all kinds of new functionality that would be so helpful. We figured out how to jump from two services at the community center to three. And we discovered that backyard services, garage services, outdoor services, farm church, they're worth doing again. Not just because we had to, but because there are so many positives associated with this. Each month that passes, we're figuring out how do we do online worship better and better. <laughs> and we asked for more space at camp for the fall retreat. We didn't just get the whole camp for the fall. 
We also got the entire camp coming up here in a couple weeks this winter too. And we just signed the lease for this new space, which has endless potential. What a year! And as we look back on it, here's something I noticed, maybe you notice this too, as 2020 comes to a close, we still got a lot of open storylines. We got this new space. And there's a lot to do here to get it fully flipped and fully equipped. We just made that jump from two services to three. And guess what? Last Sunday, two of the three services had people at every table. So we got to figure out now what? How do we keep growing? We want to reboot ECC Kids and ECC Teen. We're going to need more space. We're going to need more help. Our friends in Juarez just had their building burned down. There's no insurance. If we were only looking forward right now as a church, if we were only looking forward, all this might seem too big. But we don't have to only look forward, do we? We have this history of God's faithfulness that we can draw from. Man, we want a journey with you. It's going to be a fun journey ahead here. So here's my final invitation for you. 2020, you're going to help us write this next chapter together. The most practical way you can say yes to this is to pray. Pray about whether or not you're able to give a year-end contribution here that meets or exceeds what you did last December. That was a remarkable year that we just spent through. And together, by God's grace, we were able to do a lot of good and position ourselves really well for the future. If each one of us matches or exceeds what we did last December, and for those of you who are new, are able to give as God leads, we're going to finish even or better, which is remarkable when you consider all the curveballs that came our way. If you're new, if you'd like to learn how to give, we have several ways to receive offerings. You can find them at emmanuel.church slash give. And I hope you can join us next week. For those that like to read ahead, take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to start looking ahead now, building off this past. Look at where God is going to be leading us into 2021 and beyond. So what we're going to do now is we're going to seal this season with a song. If any song sums up 2020 for our church, I think this is it. So we invite you to, to, uh, to sing that with us. And you might want to stick around after the benediction for a little bit. Because I'm hearing rumors there just might be an extended blooper reel. God bless you. Thank you for all you did to help 2020 be all that it was. God bless.